The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Hey, welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm Will Posnan. I'm joined by my co-host, Kia Stokes hey. from the New York Liberty and from Las Vegas, my friend and co-host, Eagle Witt. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you sound like you're in really good spirit. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, so uh, the biggest story from last week is uh, Jay-Z is, is part of the NFL now. So... Uh, I, I guess we can start with you, Kia. What did you think of uh, of this move? Um, I think it looks kind of bad on Jay-Z's part, but I just feel like I know him, even though I don't. <laughs> but I just feel like he's got something planned. Like, I feel like this isn't what it seems at the moment. I feel like he's just getting away in. He's going to mess up some shit from the inside. <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm going with. You that, know, I have faith. That's what I'm hoping. If it was anyone else, I would not feel good about it, but... With it being Jay-Z, I still don't feel great about it. I mean, the one thing <laughs> that really made me feel weird was that they put out the, like, two days after the story broke, they were like, he might own an NFL one team, NFL team one day, and then people in the NFL were like, that's unlikely. And then it was like, Jay- I mean, it's like Jay-Z's behind enemy lines right now with yeah, his owners. This Trojan horse, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's the that's the move. Eagle, how do you, do you think Jay-Z can pull this off? Hundred percent, I completely agree with you. Okay, yeah, that's right. Agree. You think in five years he'll own seven teams, and we'll all be like, "Wow, he really Kaepernick will be on like two different teams." Yep. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that, but I think I think he's he's up to something, and I think I think we just as a culture we jumped the gun kind of quick. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't even know the details of the deal, and we're all like calling him a sellout and shit. It's kind of aggressive. Well, the one thing that I think uh, is concrete is he's going to have a giant hand in choosing the entertainment for not just the Super Bowl halftime show, but for uh, a lot of big games throughout the year, whether it's Thursday night football or, you know, all of those big games, he's going to be instrumental in choosing the entertainment. But, I mean, the NFL's, like, entertainment has been, it's not been uninclusive. Like, they had Prince, they had Travis Scott last year. It's not like they're not being inclusive, but the issue is that the NFL's policies are, pretty regressive and the one thing he did do that was good though is he got roger goodell to admit that police brutality was a thing yeah that's good i was weird that people (laughs) were mad at him for that but i think the framing of it and it's also weird that kaepernick is anti this deal publicly that makes people feel i think weird about it yeah that part i didn't quite understand like because everyone was like well did he talk to cap i'm like since when does like when is cap the main man you got to talk to dealing with the (laughs) nfl like i know what he does like i know what he's done and like how he's impacted it but why does he have to be the one you like go through like who made him the man like if you want to deal with the nfl you gotta talk to me first you know like (laughs) i gotta give you the okay like since he's like the bouncer for the nfl it is weird that part was weird of like well kaepernick doesn't support them yeah who cares who cares what kaepernick thinks of a jay-z business deal yeah like i just didn't understand that part but you know and then he i don't know what was the other guy that was involved eric something didn't he have some thoughts which uh he's a player 
Oh, the other guy who was, yeah, he uh, was the other guy who protested with Kaepernick. Yeah. He was a safety, and he he's not as famous as Kaepernick. People, so we're left going, what's his last name? But yeah, his first name's Eric. <laughs> what's his last Is it Reed? Or I am th- I just making that no, up? No, it's a one-syllable name, but I don't remember what oh. it is. But then, because I was looking on Twitter, and they was like going at it and saying it wasn't right, and that he didn't talk to Cap, and then some people said he did talk to Cap, and I don't know, it just feels like it's a lot of high school drama. Like, yeah. You should have talked to her before you told him. <laughs> like, some stuff like that. I think that's true. Eagle, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> uh, so I th- the, the next biggest story of this last two weeks uh, since we've been off is probably the story in the WNBA of uh, the, the big brawl at the, at the Wings-Mercury uh, game. Yeah. Um <laughs> and we've talked about it a little bit off air Kia, but uh I so I'll say that when I first saw the video, um and my whole opinion was based off the video, I immediately reactively was like, Oh, Brittany Griner did something wrong and then you gave me a lot of extra information and I learned a lot. So I'm just gonna turn it over to you and let you <laughs> teach people the way you taught me. <clears throat> um I think that for those who don't know, Griner has a, I want to say reputation, but oh, um, <laughs> um, in college okay, she no, got go into ahead. a I'm fight. <laughs> I knew that's what you were doing. <laughs> um, in college, Griner got into a fight. She like punches a girl in the face, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the beginning of her reputation. But in the league, she's six nine. She's big. She's hard to guard. So she gets a lot of. She doesn't get a lot of calls. She's people always got to be extra physical and aggressive. So, of course, your temper may seem like it's short. She's had an amazing year, too. She's, like, third yeah. in the WNBA in scoring. But, like, personally, like, from knowing her, like, she's low-key, laid-back, funny, like, super cool, not aggressive off the court at all. I mean, she had a few disputes. But she that's has just... one. That's the thing. So she has one really high-profile off-the-court misstep. Yeah. It's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, so that just gives her a bad rep, but it's But just... I will say on the record, 22-year-olds shouldn't be married. 22-year-old star athletes should not be married. After, like, yeah, a couple months of dating, I don't think they should be married either. So yeah. that, along with her fight in college, of course she gets this rep of being, like, aggressive, but that just wasn't the case. Like, if you watch the video, she was definitely... Not the one that started it. Mm-hmm. So I hope if you watch, go back and watch the video again, you will see that. But that's all I'm gonna say about that. I just think that she gets a bad reputation and it's not warranted because she didn't start that. She was literally just boxing out, and then she, her elbow kind of hit the girl, but yeah. it wasn't like malicious. It just mm-hmm. happened. It's a part of the game. Like she's six nine. Her elbows are gonna be if they're up, they're gonna be at your head level. But mm-hmm. she didn't swing. I but, think. One thing that was really interesting to me was all of her teammates came out and really loudly supported her. Yes. And the other girl, her teammates didn't really support her. But you told me the other girl is new on the yeah. wing. So she that's... was literally just traded from Connecticut to Dallas like a day or two before. So just imagine like you just uprooting everything and mm-hmm. going over to somewhere in the Midwest. Like you don't know nobody. Well, I don't know. But yeah. you don't know. No, I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody in Dallas. The only person in Dallas I know is... Uh, I know Skyler's on that team, but I don't know anybody in the city. I have one friend, uh, Brian, in Dallas. Yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to you, Brian. But like I said, like she just get uprooted. grano has been with Phoenix her whole career, so of course she is cool with the coaches, her teammates. Like they've had a pretty solid team. So of course, even if it was my teammate who 
if my teammate got in a fight and they did something wrong, I would still mm-hmm. support them because I like yeah. they're my teammate. I know them, but I don't know. It, it just sucks that it happened to her because she. I don't think she did anything wrong. Nah. Well, she yeah. was a little aggressive. She lost the, her temper, but it's understandable in the she, context. She took it a little far after the initial. Like to chase someone down the court yeah. is a bit much. She was kind of wearing that ref like a papoose too. <laughs> he was, was like a, in the front of her. Eagle, what do you think of the video? <laughs> Here's my thing is I'm not I'm not sure for a fact, but I'm pretty sure the girl who ran <laughs> Yeah came back after Britney was clearly being held back. Did she really? Did yes. I miss that? I think that you are right about that, Eagle. Oh no. Hold on, hold on, let's make sure. <laughs> If I've watched that video so many times, but I think it's funny because the first time I saw no, 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 no. It was That's a different girl. It's a different girl. Okay. okay, I think I know who you're but, talking about then. But that girl who ran has to forever hold how scared she was. Do you all know what's like, what's funny is that girl's a rookie. So yeah. you a rookie trying to start a fight with BG and then you run. Mm-hmm. Yo, she had the fear of God in her. Yo, <laughs> she was out, bro. Like. Wow, she was fast. Like, dog, she was out. Like, yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. That's one of the funniest run from a fight, like, things I've ever seen. Like, that was hilarious, yo. Damn. There's, um, there's this Twitter page I follow, and this person is, like, really big UConn fan, a really big Dana Tarazi fan, and so, obviously, Dana mm-hmm. Tarazi is on Phoenix. But she was breaking down the video in, like, little three-second <laughs> clips. was like, and here you see Anigwe, that's the rookie, this yeah. is what she did, and then you see her running, and then she's going to be known as a runner. And I think BG said in an interview, like, oh, yeah, you know, you want to be in, get a name for being physical and aggressive, but now you got a name as a runner. I was like, hmm. That's harsh. I was like, oh. That's like bars. This is sipping tea. I was like, oh, I wish I was playing this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was like that Twitter page is hilarious. But I What think is it the, called? Um, the lady's name is. You'll put it on Instagram later so yeah. people can find it there. Yeah, but. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I just might have to dig through, but she's like a huge WBA fan, huge UConn Phoenix fan. So, props to her. I okay. gave her like one of my UConn jerseys. Oh, dope. She's always shows so much support. Yeah, she's cool. What do you think of Dana Trossi not being able to serve her suspension until she's healthy? That's a weird thing to me. It is, but I would like if I was a doctor's, I would just like yeah. clear her. A she's game. so healthy. I was like, I would clear her a game before. Yeah. And like, oh, she's good to go. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense because you're supposed to. The rules are stupid. Like you can't. Jump off the bench. Because yeah. I'm thinking, like, I'm not much of a fighter, but if I see a fight, I'm going to try to break it up mm-hmm. instead of, like, going, like, trying to swing. But I feel like I shouldn't get suspended for trying to break up a fight. Agreed. But, Especially know. when the WNBA proved that their refs are not capable of breaking <laughs> up that fight. I mean, how long? It took and nine minutes? Struggling. Yeah. Yeah. You look like Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, I understand why they're in place because let's say I jump off the bench and I try to fight it and then somebody mm-hmm. hits me. Of course I'm going to hit them back. Like, that's... Sure. So they, I think they... Wait, if you're trying to break up a fight... If somebody hit me... You're going to just stop breaking up the fight and be part of the problem. If they You're hit a bad me, fight. But if you go into breaking up a fight, you have to know that if somebody hits you accidentally... Okay, accidentally that, is different. But if you coming at me on purpose because I'm trying to defuse the situation and you just want to keep fighting, that's a little <laughs> bit of a problem. Yeah. The fight breaker upper always gets hit a- accidentally, though. Accidentally is fine. But if, right. you, if you make eye contact and then you swing at me, <laughs> okay, that's where I get a problem. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, okay. it was a lot of entertainment. It sucks that the WNBA is in the news because of 
this fight instead of like Erica Wheeler for mm-hmm. All-Star Weekend went from undrafted to being All-Star MVP. And yeah. that barely made the news. But of course, when two girls want to get in a fight in a game, that's going to be on Sports Center. Like, that's kind of annoying. True. Um, the last thing I'll say about it is do you believe uh, Brittany Griner when she says that maybe she won't be in the WNBA next year because of this, because of this kind of treatment? Yeah. You think that's serious? Unfortunately, because she makes so much more overseas. Mm-hmm. The WNBA. They try sometimes, I guess, to protect its players, but they're not really fair. They need to do a better job. Yeah, and so it's frustrating and for her to be in this situation and she got the biggest game. She got a three-game suspension and she wasn't the instigator. That's mm-hmm. kind of like messed it's, up. it's messed up. It's not fair. And like the two girls in Dallas, the one who started and the one that came back, won the fight, they both got two games. Griner got three games. That was weird to me. And I was just like, I feel like if anything, the instigator and Griner should both get three or two because Griner, she took it too far. Like, she chased a girl mm-hmm. and, like, had to get held back. That's a little much. But, <laughs> like, I feel like the initial reaction and you start swinging, okay, that's a game or two. But to get the most out of everybody that was involved, I just don't think that's – Yeah. Okay. I, so, yeah, I believe that if if she doesn't want to come back, like, she doesn't have to, and I would understand it, it would suck for the league. But Okay. I, I agree with that. Uh, the other WNBA thing I want to talk about, do you think Deladon's the unanimous MVP? Um, Is it unanimous? I know you don't like unanimous MVPs. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I mean, she's, what, second or first in scoring and, like, fourth in rebounding, like, eighth in assist. It's, like, crazy. They, it is crazy. They're the number one team in the WNBA. I mean, I don't want to say unanimous. Just I mean, because... she has a great point guard on that team. Yeah. Um, wow, she sounds a little bit Russell Westbrook. Is just <laughs> well, I'm just gonna throw it out there. You know. No, she's a really good shooter. Akia, you were saying? Um, I just want to say unanimous because I just think there's always one person that don't think so. Yeah. But like right now, yeah, she has my vote. But you know, I can't vote for everyone, so it's not unanimous. You know who kinda has a case though is your friend Chelsea. Yeah, because she's a baller. Yeah, Chelsea Gray. First team all WNBA. She has to be, right? Yeah, she's like right now the best point guard in the league. I think it might hurt her though that she has three far more famous people on that team. You don't think that'll hurt her? Um because people will give them more credit than they deserve and her a little less. Yeah. But the I wanna say a problem, but like not I mean, I'm sure she's cool with she's oh, for she's, sure. I know she's really close with Candace and NECA. Yeah, but like the one thing, like Candace was hurt for a lot of the season, so mm-hmm. that's like gives Chelsea a little bit of an edge and NECA Hasn't had two years ago, I think she had her strongest season. I agree. Yeah, yeah, And she hasn't been, like, that level. So, like, all right, NECA didn't play at her also, best this season. she's so. only passing to her sister. We've talked about <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest, maybe yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever said. Yeah, but, yeah, Chelsea's a baller. Like, one of the best passers, if not the best passer. Um, one of the best point guards, especially with, like, Diana out and Sue out. She's definitely, like. So she's getting MVP votes? Yeah. Or is it unanimous? No, it's not unanimous, I'm telling you. Yeah? I, I mean, I would Who would still, you vote for? I mean, that's tough. Factoring in friendship. Factoring in friendship, uh, I might change my vote to Chelsea then. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> but I don't know, it's tough. I just think that because DC's in first place and Deladon's scoring more, everyone loves to look at points, so they would go with Deladon. Cool. Uh, other big news this weekend outside of the WNBA, Chappelle's new special is coming out. Uh, this weekend, yeah, I think oh. tomorrow. It's called Sticks and Stones, so it'll probably be about political correctness at least a little bit. Eagles, start us off. I'm extremely excited. I'm gonna watch it tonight at midnight. 
I'm um, I'm on the <laughs> West Coast, so I can watch it at midnight. Uh, I'm super hyped. Like, I'm so fucking hyped. It's crazy. It's probably going to be the only thing that keeps me in from partying tonight is Chappelle's special. Have you been partying in Vegas? Not really, but just the weekend, and I might. Uh, but that's Chappelle's special. I mean, I'm so excited. I honestly think just the title alone has me excited. I think the title yeah. alone <laughs> makes me believe that he could probably have a better shot than most at breaking PC culture. Did you see the little... Uh preview or yeah. the, with, with morgan, morgan freeman, freeman. Did with morgan freeman <laughs> in that absurd t-shirt that, oh my god I, I was like oh i can't wait for this but i forgot about that i didn't know it came out this weekend yeah having morgan freeman curse is fun that was fun i loved i love the narration i don't like that t-shirt he but wore it was so weird it's a weird looking t-shirt him and most def love those like i don't understand it's that like look. a t-shirt dress if a girl was gonna yeah. wear it but he just had on jeans you know what if young thug was wearing it i think it was cool but on Chappelle, <laughs> he's just too old for it it's like no that is a sticks sh- and stones man <laughs> he don't care he doesn't care <laughs> it'd be funny if he got sensitive about that like he understands america thoroughly but you make fun of his t-shirt and that's what gets him upset <laughs> uh i'm really excited about it i think bird revelation was underrated like i think that was so good and he wrote that whole thing in two weeks that was the one he did uh at the store, at the comedy store in L.A., the last one that came out. Really? Yeah, that was like two. Because all, all the other ones, first of all, no comedian's ever going to put out four specials in a year and five specials in two years. That'll never happen again. He's the yeah, only person happen. who could have ever done it. That's crazy. But the other three were written during his 10-year hiatus, but Bird Revelation was written in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, and it's like one of the, one of the 50 best specials I've ever seen written in two weeks. Wow. How many specials do you think you've actually seen? I've like, seen a lot, man. I've seen more than most people. I've probably seen 150 to, yeah, probably between 100 and 150 oh comedy God. specials. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess that's yeah. what you do. I bet you Eagle's seen more than me. Eagle, how many have you seen? And I'm also including, like, half hours and stuff and all that stuff. A lot. You know, I couldn't put a number on it. Maybe, yeah, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> like, a, like a thickening amount, like an amount where I don't need to watch another stand-up special for the rest of my life. Damn. I've probably watched a stand-up special for every five books I've read. So do y'all do y'all take it as like watching film? Like we watch film, see like what the these moves time. are. Some of them I watch more than once. And yeah, the second time. So do you do it? So do you watch your own, I'm assuming? And you yeah. try to like... I watch my own, own clips and yeah, I listen back. So but when not you enough. watch other people, do you take... Do you see like what they do and try to like emulate that, or do yeah. you just think that's their style and you got to figure out your own style, or like if something that someone else does makes sense for me, then I go like like if you watch a center make a hook shot, you're like, oh, I can do that yeah. too. But if you're watching like a point guard throw a behind the back pass from you know, you're like, that's not my game. Like yeah. that's a so like some people I watch purely for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but. Like, if I watch Mitch Hedberg, I'm not trying to learn anything from that. Like, that's stylistically so different from what I'm trying to do. I don't know who that is. Um, who's a, Or if I watch Kevin Hart. Kevin uh, Hart doesn't. I mean, I like, actually, his storytelling I kind of like, I but it's not that similar to me stylistically. But if right. I watch, like, um, I mean, Brian Regan's a big influence. Do you know Bill Burr? Bill Burr's a big influence. Uh, Louis Chappelle. Uh, There's, like, things that they do that I go... I would love to be able to do that one. Oh, though. okay. What about you, Eagle? Not, 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 not me. <laughs> no not influences? No. I, no, yeah, I don't believe in it. I don't know. I know I know it works for some people. I think it, I don't know, it's not for me. Like, when I first started, I was like a, like a crazy level of student. Like, I was like, 
watched so many specials and was so like every night eight specials and like like all, stay up all night watching specials. Damn. Damn. On, wake up, oh, Eagle's four. obsessive. <laughs> he has a very addictive personality. Yeah, and it was like crazy. And I would, you know, just watch and try to learn and try to emulate and try to do all that. And then I realized like the best thing that I that I could do personally was just be myself. And what happened was, as I got better, is I just turned off the specials to stop watching. Mm. And now I'll watch a special if it's like one of my favorites or like somebody who's truly great, like Chappelle. Um, but even when I watch them, I watch them more because they might say something or word something in a way that inspires my mind to think of something else and something I was already working on. Mm. But it won't be like they did it. It'll just be like, it just inspires a thought. But I'm like talking. They think of inspires a different thought in my head. But I'm you talking. Know, but, oh, now I got a new joke. I'm talking more about things also. Like when I watch Burr or Cat, they'll be telling a story and they'll give another character in the story a voice and they'll use like a different voice than their normal voice. And I'm talking about things like going, oh, I have this story I already do. Why does the other character not say anything? And I could give them a different voice than mm. my voice. And so it's not like I'm going, oh, that guy uh, punches the air at that moment. And that's cool. It's like more general things. Like uh, I remember when I was uh, when I was like two years, one, two years into comedy. Uh, it was the first time that my wife, that my girlfriend saw me do stand up. And she goes, uh. Her favorite comic ever is Martin Lawrence. And mm. she was like, you don't make any faces on stage. Martin Lawrence <laughs> makes faces. And it was such a good note because I was just saying stuff. Right. But like you make faces to sh con like convey emotion and yeah. it, it made me better. So stuff like that. It's uh, not I like see. I'm trying to Like go, copy their style. Yeah. You just take like No, no, I don't and... think so at all. No, I don't think you are. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, um. I don't know if I start looking too much, maybe it's because if I do start doing that, I become more like them. Like when I first started, mm -hmm. I would do stuff like that. And then I'd find myself sounding like a certain person on stage more. Mm. Like, I don't know how to just take one, one thing as a lesson and be like, all right, well now I can adapt that. Like if I do that, I just completely form into that person. Like, so when I watch more than anything, they inspire, I joke ideas. That's what I get when mm. I watch stand-up specials or listen to stand-up albums. It inspires joke ideas because I'll hear them talk about something where I go like, I don't know, it just pops an idea in my head. That's like crazy. I write when I watch stand-up specials. It inspires ideas. And it won't be ideas that are exact topics that they're doing or exact jokes they're doing. It'll just mm -hmm. be like, I don't know, it makes my creative juices flow when I watch someone do stand-up, even at a comedy club. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate so that too. And sometimes I will, I'll have that too, where I'm watching a special and I'll go, that idea will just trigger an idea in me. And it could be completely different. It could be like they're talking about one thing and they mention a thing and then I have an idea about the new thing. So they can be thought provoking yeah, in that here. way too. That's uh, interesting. I never really thought of it like that. So <laughs> do you, okay. So like <laughs> when I'm like, when I play a game and I do something stupid, <clears throat> I know it's going to be on film and I get like so embarrassed, like watching myself do something mm -hmm. dumb. Like, do y'all feel the same way? Yes. I, yeah, I bet Eagle's better about that than me. What about, what about you, Eagle? Um, it sucks, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I'm just like, damn, kid, how are you so stupid? Like, you really didn't see that pass, or like, how are you just gonna miss that easy ass layup? Like, I just be so like. No, I do the same thing. I'll listen back to a joke and I'll be like, that was in the wrong order. Nobody would understand what I'm talking about. That's confusing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say for hard critics on ourselves because like, like you said, well, like nobody understands what you're talking about. Even the things you were saying, Kia, they don't sound that bad, but it's like. We're hard critics on ourselves. Like that yeah, comedy special thing, everybody is. was hyped and was like, oh, it was so great. And I <laughs> hated it. I was like, why did they air that? That was so bad. Like, I hated that joke. But you have two other ones coming. I hated everything about it. Are the new ones out yet, though? Um, No, no. They're not out yet. Okay. Um, but I filmed two more episodes. But that one episode I did, like, mm-hmm. I hated it, man. Like, when I saw it, I was happy to get that credit. But, like, man, and everybody was hitting me up, like, you was mad funny. And I'm like, man, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, though. That means, like, you can only not only go up, but, like, yeah. that ain't your best work. Like, there's yeah. still more to come. Like, that's good. You don't want to start on the top and then always disappoint people. <laughs> but if you want to see Eagle's best work and you're in New York City, Eagle, tell them where they can see your best work. When Or they can tell, tell them all the info. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, this is going to start a very annoying thing in this podcast for this episode. Every three minutes, I'm probably going to plug this. But Tuesday, I will be at Caroline's on Broadway, the legendary Caroline's on Broadway, at 7.30. You can catch me doing an hour. It is a part of the prestigious breakout series. Uh, it's a big honor in comedy itself. I'm really excited about it. And you guys should come. And I'll piss you off with a whole bunch of offensive jokes. It'll be fun. Oh, sounds like a good time. No, it, it'll be a great <laughs> time. And we, we have about seven, eight more minutes, Eagle. So you can you can bring it up as much as you want. Yeah, bring it up like four more times. Yeah. People should go. <laughs> they should go. It's a beautiful venue. Eagle's great. He's hilarious. People should go. I'll be there. Um well we can go to we can go to our next story and you can interrupt with uh with <laughs> with the plug as many times as you want to. Uh a potential new segment, Weird Iowa Stories. Yeah, <laughs> repping. So uh, this yeah. this week in Iowa, I'm sure Eagle will be hearing this for the first time. This week in Iowa, <laughs> a man was fired for sending Tupac quotes and pro-Tupac rhetoric via email to his coworkers. Just picture an older white man sending Tupac lyrics at the end of his emails. Just, and he got fired. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Can you even fire someone for that? They did. I don't know if you can, but they already did. I j- uh. And it wasn't anything incendiary. They published the quotes, and it was literally like Tupac framed this so well in his song. And then a thing with no cursing in it. Like, it wasn't they like, didn't say the N-word. Yeah. He wasn't cussing. I just find that so... I started to read the article, and I feel like somebody brought it up to him and said that they felt uncomfortable. Yeah. How do you feel uncomfortable? It, it was It's benign Tupac lyrics. And Tupac is not controversial in 2019. It's like, you can listen to him or not listening to him. Would you be mad if somebody like put a Beethoven MP3 at the end of an email? I just wouldn't listen to it. I, mean, yeah. I, guess, he's, I guess he's like spamming his coworkers. So what, <laughs> what excites me about it, whether or not what excites me is... Uh, I just love that it's Pac, because last night after a show, I had a conversation with this white girl who did not know who Tupac was. Well, well was she from America? Which was mind-blowing to me. She's from America. From America. Mm. Mind-blowing. You know what's weirder to me is... Uh... She's from Maryland at that. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Baltimore. She's like two two houses over. Oh, wow. Or raised, at least. I think you yeah. might have been born in, in Brooklyn, but he was raised in Maryland. Yeah. And she just didn't know. Wow. She didn't have a clue. 
seem to have a clue. So how do you describe Tupac to her? Were you like, there was this guy who was a was theater so major, baffled. but he acted like a, a blood. <laughs> I was so baffled. I told her, I was like, there was a rapper who got shot in the 90s who was extremely intelligent, socially conscious. His mom was a black cancer. He died. He yeah. was one of the greatest rappers ever. I'm shocked you don't know. I was like, he was huge. Yeah, imagine if Drake was more talented and cared about society. Wow, what a better description. That's so you turn the fat into that's perfect. You want me <laughs> next time next time if somebody doesn't know who Biggie is, yeah, text me and I'll I'll let you know. Did uh, you see the I'll let, I'll let you know how to t- say it. Yeah, go for it. Did you see the um they did another lyric thing with the NBA rookies, and they was like, finish the lyrics. <laughs> like, it was all a dream. I used to yeah. read Word Up magazine. Yeah. And um, all the NBA players, like, got it wrong except, like, one person. Like, they didn't know the lyrics. Yeah. And then everyone just got pissed. And I was like... No, it's understandable. I was like, you don't have to give... They're, these kids are, like, 19. Do you, uh, do you expect them to know word for word? Even though it's a pretty popular Biggie song. I my, was, like, getting mad at them. Like, how are you going to get mad that they don't know the lyrics? My favorite current exactly. rapper... My favorite current rapper is Young Thug, and I don't know a single lyric of his. Thank you. I'm just saying, like, I was getting mad that they were getting mad at these kids for not knowing the song. I'm like, dude, they were born in 2000. Yeah. Do you think they're going to know the lyrics to every song from the, I don't even know what year that was. Like, yeah. it just on, made me so mad. Hand, I agree with you. But on the other hand, like, I couldn't imagine, like, meeting a comic who's like, Richard Pryor who? Yeah. But they knew who Biggie no, was. They just didn't know the lyric. They was like, that's oh, I know fair. that You're song. Right. But they just didn't know the lyric. But everyone's getting mad. Like, how you not know that lyric? That's a, that's one of the best songs. Or you should know that. I'm like, there's songs that are on top that you should know every lyric to. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I was just like, y'all just. You know what I hate? I hate when actors and famous people go onto a radio and they do like an Eminem verse and they do it perfectly. And it's like, oh, you were practicing yesterday. Yeah. You can't just always do that. No, you can't. It's very yeah, disingenuous. No. I was like, okay. Also, oh. I, I described Tupac in a way where I don't know if you guys would agree. I also said this, and I forgot that I said this until now. <laughs> I said, she's well-spoken Kanye. Oh, I like that. Um, if you watch him in interviews, he has the same passion and fire Kanye has. Basically, this a lot of the same perspective, but he just knows how to talk. I think the big difference is that Kanye at his core is a gentle person. I think Tupac would be willing to hurt somebody. Like, look at who he associated. Like, Kanye would never associate with somebody who he saw beat somebody within an inch of their life. Yeah. That's a huge difference. That yeah. is a huge difference. And I also think, although they're both in, both impulsive, I think Pac was a lot more calculated. I mm-hmm. think Kanye's like a level of impulsive that, like, people have never seen before. Like, he's, like, so impulsive, it's, just, it's absurd. Yeah. yeah, like jumping on stage and yeah. <laughs> telling Taylor Swift yeah. that she sucks. <laughs> in retrospect, though, yeah, there's, there's no like, there's no moment in between his thoughts and his mouth. Yeah, there's, like literally no moment. The the thing about that clip though, Taylor Swift gives him the mic. If she had just kept it tight in her hands, Kanye would have been like, "I'm so sorry," and gotten off stage. Yeah, like he's not gonna attack her for the mic. Yeah, or he probably just yelled. Like, or would he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would. I think Tupac would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, imagine if Kanye would have Kanye would have wrestled the mic out of <laughs> For like eight minutes, it's like a long wrestling. Oh my god. I would have that would have been hilarious. That yeah. would have been like a top two moment on television yeah. of all time. I would have declared war on Kanye. How big was Taylor Swift when you were growing up? Oh my god. Actually, <laughs> surprisingly not as big as you would think. I would think she's like God. 
but in Iowa. A lot of my friends are like high school. I was gonna say high school teammates. <laughs> I met high school uh, classmates. Yeah. They liked a lot of like actual country, not like the pop stuff that she did. Okay. So like, well, they like Carrie Underwood and some other. She's not like country country, but. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you these country bands that they listen to because yeah. I don't know. But I can recognize a bunch of songs. But it wasn't like, there's like a few Taylor Swift. I like one Taylor Swift song growing up. Oh, yeah? Which one? I'm not going to say. Oh, yeah? No. Do you want to sing it? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, yeah, we're not going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> oh, I just I just read something that came out. Uh, I want to say Complex put it out. No, Billboard put it out. About They interviewed all the executive directors from MTV that night, which was like a crazy amount. Yeah. And they were asking them basically about the night like what it was like being a part of the situation that's and it was like interesting. super fascinating but what i found even more fascinating is the next year i didn't realize this the next year was when kanye opened up the vmas with runaway wow really and he literally had to get ushered out that night because everybody else including like all the other celebrities were booing him Damn. and they were like we have to get you out of here and they literally made him leave and then the next year they had him open the show with runaway he killed it got standing up People are chanting his name. It's like, this is absurd how quick you can flip things with, like, talent. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that. No. I want to read that article, though. Yeah. I want to know what everyone's had to say about it. I wish I could have been there. That would have been awesome. I think the thing that really messed Kanye up was Beyonce did not have his back even the littlest bit. She was, like, mad at him and embarrassed. Yeah, that's embarrassing. If she had had his back, it would have been, like, a lot of people. You know what it, it reminds me of? Uh, when at the BET Awards, Lizzo performed, and everybody in the audience was lukewarm, and then Rihanna got into it, and everybody got super on board. Flipped. Dude, you're watching it on TV. You're like, this is amazing. Why is nobody on board? And then Rihanna gets into it, and everybody flips. Of course, because Rihanna's that bitch. Yeah. And so if Beyonce had had Kanye's back, people would have been like, yeah, he's right. But when she didn't, people would I also, and, and I'll leave it at this, because y'all know I'm a Kanye fanatic. I also <laughs> always say this. And I, whenever this subject gets brought up, I have to address this. Once again, on a technicality, although his actions were wrong, <laughs> the he message was right. mm. he was right. You can't. You said what? He was. He was a hundred percent right. What was the video that Taylor right. Swift was nominated for? Nobody remembers it, it. But it's not even that. Fuck the subjectivity of being like the video wasn't that good. Let's just go to the ob objectiveness of it being a fact that Beyonce won video of the year that year as a female and lost female video of the year. That makes no sense. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. that. So he technically was correct. This sounds like a guy who just read an article about this. Yeah, like you were so insightful <laughs> no, no, about I this. this I said this since it happened. Wow. It is weird. I didn't even think of it like that. It's very strange. It it's, made no sense. it's like when somebody wins best director and then something else wins best movie, and it's like, well, di what? didn't their director do a pretty good job then? <laughs> Maybe a better yeah, job than MTV and everyone's argument is always just like, well, she should be happy. She won video of the year, and it's like, yeah, but you said she. She's a girl. How did she not win female video of the year? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think it's pretty regressive that MTV even has a female and male video of the year award. So. Yeah. Wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eagle, talk about. T talk about uh, talk about your Caroline show one more time, then we're gonna wrap up. I was just gonna say I know what to cancel, but I know what not to cancel. Hey, that is Tuesday, the day after this podcast drops. You need to hurry up and get your tickets. Go to Caroline's website. It'll be at seven thirty. You know what I mean? Uh, it's gonna be a great show. It's gonna be an hour long set for me. I have a couple other great comics on the bill. It'll be very fun. Uh, and if you miss it in like ten years, don't try to slide in my DMs getting discount tickets. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? When I'm playing something bigger and it costs a lot more money. So come now, see me <laughs> while I still have a chance to bomb. Is this your uh, is this your first time doing an hour in New York? Uh, no, no, because my first time I ever did an hour was spontaneously in New York. The next time it didn't show up, and the, and the host just let me run. But oh, wow. this is my first time doing a planned hour. In New York, oh, okay, for sure. okay, great. And it'll be good. It'll be really good. It'll be great. I have this hour worked out very nicely. And how can people get tickets again? Carolines.com. Make sure you go to Carolines.com. Tuesday, August 27th. It'll be there. By the time the podcast comes out, you go to Carolines, it'll be there. Okay. Uh, and if you can't find tickets, just show up. We'll find seats for you. Great. Great. So, sounds good. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. You can follow Kia on Instagram at kstokes41. Mia will pop. Follow pause. Eagle at Tuesday. Seven <laughs> thirty at Caroline's on Broadway. You can follow me into the venue. Oh, okay. I literally follow you. Got it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that's it from us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>